I would say half of the success is to have healthy Hamšík on, on the pitch. Wherever else he would be starting 11. I don't think that Slovakia in the history had a better player than him. And most of the people in Slovakia, they don't realize it. I want to touch this, you know. everybody welcome to another edition of the intensely coming on euro scouts with uh several episodes being produced every day right now but we have a very important and very enigmatic team slovakia with our expert philip holetz a guy i could give a half an hour intro about uh both jesse and me have had a nice history with him personally in football and out of football uh but it's uh, really a pleasure to have you here philip for those of you that don't know uh philip was most recently sporting director at senica uh, in the slovak league he was a goalkeeper who at zilina and had the wonderful luck of being number two for many years to currently newcastle's goalkeeper martin dubravka so basically he enjoyed the bench uh, for a long time uh his brother is uh, current Slovak international Dominik Holetz, and um, he's a nerd. That's why I like him. <laughs> <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, it's real pleasure for me to to be here with you. Uh, I, I, as, as Tony mentioned, I, I have had a history with the guys uh, in my football career recently. Uh, you know, it's it's pleasure to be to be here. Uh, I think that. Uh, the thing we are doing here is, is pretty interesting, uh, and I think that uh, you cannot find uh, better guys to to interview than Tony and Jesse because they they know about football a lot, and the most important, they are perfect guys. You know? So, real pleasure for me. <laughs> Thanks, the first, time, first time anybody's ever called me perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, what's true, it's true, you know. <laughs> Fantastic, Philip. Uh, you have a lot of insight. I've, I often banter with you about the Slovak national team. Uh, we have our opinions, uh, but uh, let's take it from the top. Uh, how would you describe Slovakia's playing style? And I know that is an exceptionally hard question, given the fact that we've changed coaches midway through the campaign. Uh, there's been, I don't know, probably five or six major tactical variants used. And uh, 60 players have played for Slovakia during the qualification campaigns. Well, I would start with the coach change. Uh, so, you know, throughout throughout the whole quality, there was uh, Pavel Hapal as a head coach, uh, playing a certain playing style, uh, build up play combination using uh, four two, four two three one. I would say four three three in a different variation, and uh, this is something with, uh, which needs to be said that the the coach now Stefan Tarkovic is going to probably use very similar setup. You know, they won't be changing to three men back line or something like that. Even though I think they tried throughout mm. the, the the season, but the, the thing is, uh, they will stick with it. Even given the the players they call, they will probably try to go with the same build up, uh, focusing on wingers, uh, which were probably a little bit underperforming recently. Uh, but the setup will be the same with a with one central striker, probably. I can guess. And Slovakia did have a difficult time in the qualification process to get into the Euros. 
How does that current situation fit with the historical approach to to football in Slovakia? Well, uh, it's not regular for us that we are playing on the on the on the finals. The given the fact that this, I think, is only second Euro we get in. So I guess we value it a lot, even though it was through playoffs. There were two tough games, Irish and Northern Irish, you know, uh, very similar playing style. You know, they they got through the, the penalties. So, yes, there was a lack, I would say, in comparison. But the, the quality of the team, I would say, you know, the, the, that's the thing also that uh, I think that the, the players are better than the Irish. The players are better than the Northern Irish. So I think it's well-deserved even though it was tough. But the generation now is, uh, this is going to be maybe last Euros for Hubocham. This is going to be last Euros yeah. for Pekarik. I'm pretty sure maybe for Hamšik, for Kutska, you know. So there's plenty of players, uh, you know, facing their peak in these Euros. That's that's the that's the important factor also. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. There's been, there's been some... Um... And you know, that group of players you mentioned, uh, there's been some uh, definitely questionable seasons. I mean, Hamshi came back to Gothenburg from China in order to get fit for the Euros. Uh, Kuchka was part uh, was probably one of the best performers, but with one of my favorite Italian teams, Parma, but uh, but got unfortunately relegated. And this is a player I've I've valued tremendously with his incredible presence, uh, work rate, and determination. Um, and then, uh, I mean, there's a couple of those veterans had rather rather medium seasons. I, I, I mean, Vladimir Weiss is also a little bit of a shadow of himself, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of, uh, as, you, as you picked Kutska, I would say he, he is the one which is actually the vital part of this team. Even more vital than Hamšik in, in, in some sense, in sense of the work rate or something like that, you know. Uh, Hamšík, uh, he's a genius, you know, passing style and, uh, and the hidden passes and everything. He's a very influential player in the dressing room also. And the core group of these players, Kutska, Hamšík, I would say Škriniar, uh, yeah. Dubravka, uh, and also Weiss is incorporated in that in that influential group in the in the dressing room. They are the key to success. As you mentioned, you know, the Hamšík fitness is a little bit questionable because obviously he was not playing in China as no one was playing in China. And then and uh, he's got some calf issues. But uh, I would say half of the success is to have healthy Hamšík on, on the pitch, you know, even just for the moments of the of the set pieces, you know, for example, and the, the build-up play. He is very, very, very important player. I think I think uh, it's important to follow up on that there because I mean it, 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 that's true. There was there's some really talented Slovak players that that had at some point in their careers many as much expectations as I would say almost as Hamčík or Kučka, and, uh, and the, one, of, one of these is Robert Mack, who I we uh, played against him uh, when he was at Pauk with Ostershund. Uh, he was one of their best performers uh, against us. Uh, there was, uh, and and then there's uh, Lobotka, who's had uh, a rather decent career, but he has a bad luck of moving to teams where he's competing with mm-hmm. an established player always. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a veteran with a tremendous career, Pekarik, who is uh, who is uh, has also been a kind of a super sub for Hertha Berlin, but they've had a horrible season. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Pekaring and, and, and Hubochan, for example, you know, these two guys, uh, 
these two guys, they've been uh, with me in the same boarding school, in the same high school. I know them to the core. <laughs> so they are unbelievable workers. You know, Pekarik for me is the most, I mean, underpriced player in that team, you know, because he's got the Bundesliga title with Wolfsburg. And I've never seen him having a bad game, to be honest. Not even not even in Hertha, not even in Slovak national team. He is irreplaceable for me on the right back. There is no option. Maybe Kostselnik, no. which is now emerging from Slovan Liberets, but definitely there are people you cannot replace. Uh, Kutska you cannot replace. As, you, as you've been speaking about Lobotka, Lobotka has rather made mediocre season in, in Napoli. He, he has played several games only. Uh, his fitness is also in question. So then I would pick uh, on the on that position Jakub Hromada from Slavia yeah. Prague. And, fantastic. you know, they had a fantastic season in Europa League. Uh, they are fantastic in the Czech League. And, they they and, won and he was a titles key, in Rome, He was so. a key player for them. Hromada was a, was, a, was a key player for them as well. Fantastic performances in that run. So uh, definitely... Yeah. So I expect him to be in the final call-up, you know, speaking of the final call-up, which is going to be in the 2nd of June, there are some significant omissions in the training camp, for example, Valiant and Romada Hansko, Gregus Rusnak, I expect all of them to be in. Uh, if they're not going to be in, I'll be very surprised, you know, so... Mm -hmm. And, th and there's still possibility for that shuffle, because right now the, the squad was named as 26, Mm -hmm. uh, but you, there still could be a reshuffle of that, you think? Yeah, they, they said it on a press conference, actually, when they were doing the, the call-up uh, press conference before the training came, that, uh, you know, they put some players uh, like the, in, not in the, the basic call-up because they were already playing the, they were still playing the, the league games. Mm -hmm. But then you have, on the other hand, Jirka in the call-up, who was playing for Mirandes, Segunda Division. And then you don't have Valiant from Mallorca playing the same competition. So I don't really understand the, the background behind it. Yeah. But Mallorca was still fighting for a promotion. So maybe they've just had an agreement with the club that uh, Valiant will stay. And as far as I know, for example, Valiant, he didn't miss a single minute in Mallorca campaign while he was not uh, ruled out by the by the cards or injuries, so he's a very very vital player for Mallorca, and I think that uh, in the current situation he is in in far better shape than, for example, Vavro, which season yeah. was I would say quite mediocre as well. Yeah, I'm I'm getting an insight from you and a perspective here because it's almost as if in this case, unlike any other national team, there's been a call up made with with rather talented. Uh, players who haven't had a chance to be part of the setup yesterday. Another one is Laszlo Benes from Augsburg, uh, for example, that uh, or, or Matus Bero from, uh, from Vitesse, who's been a peripheral player in the national team. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but, but it's like almost like he's trying to shake things up, but might revert to a little bit more tested players, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that that would be the case, you know. Uh, I can't imagine... Uh, that Gregus is not going for Euros, you know, after the whole campaign from Minnesota. So yeah, yeah. that that would be rather surprising for me. Or, or, or Rusnak, no? He's also, I mean, he's not as highly it's rated a, in Slovakia as he is in the US, but he's very highly rated in the United States, which our audience yeah, will, know, true. will be surprised if Rusnak doesn't go. <laughs> 
I'd be pretty surprised, you know, because, uh, you know, there are discussion going in in Slovakia that Rusnak was underperforming for the national team, but the same is applicable for Robert Mack. The same is applicable for half of the national team, but there are always coaches on the Facebook, you know. Yeah. yeah, there are always coaches everywhere. So, so you know the, but the 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 public could have a different opinion. But the experts, they would probably get Fusnak in for sure. I have to ask you. We're talking about players. I have to ask you about one more strange one, and that's David Strelitz, a substitute for Slovan Bratislava in the domestic league, uh, and 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 making it into the national team. A huge talent, but. This is this is rather strange, also, uh, but it's given it's given by the philosophy of Slovan, you know. Whenever, wherever else, he would be starting eleven. He's got some issues uh, with the signing a new contract, you know, uh, and stuff like that. So that was maybe part of the decision making in Slovan why he was not playing all the time. Then he got Corona. Obviously, in these mm. tough times, it will rule you out for a while. Uh, he deserved to be in. But I think there are players which were not called and they deserved it more, mm. yeah. to be honest. You know, that's 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 something I would say. But he is fantastic talent. He's going to be one of the top strikers in, in Slovakia, in the Central Europe, for sure. I think he is awaiting a huge transfer. I'm not sure where. I've I've heard about Besiktas being very interested in him. Uh, But that's for the other discussion. Yeah. Let me get back back on script. But Jesse, do you want to get us back on script? (laughs) Yeah, I was just about to do that. (laughs) I just wanted to transition it a little bit. And for our viewers listening, would you be able to give us a profile on the, the coach of the national team and then afterwards a profile on the, the captain of the team as well? Yeah, sure. Well, as I mentioned, Stefan Tarkovic is a, is a former coach of Zilina. Uh, he was then replaced in Zilina uh, and he started to work for the Slovak Football Association, the head of theoretical education of the coaches, and he was also part of the uh, the backroom staff of Jan Kozak. He was his number one assistant. Yeah. That's why he's so highly rated in Slovakia because they they had some success in Euros. They they had some success in the qualis. They 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 had a very successful spell. And uh, the common expectation was that Stefan Tarković would take over after Jan Kozak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that he is not that kind of a leader and experienced guy and the charismatic guy to be leading the national team. That's why it happened that he started to be interim coach after Pavel Hapa was dismissed. Uh, I don't think that Stefan Tarkovic is a permanent solution for the Slovak national team, but as they won the, the advance for the Euros, it would be pretty, pretty hypocritic to, to, to not let him finish his job on Euros. Mm-hmm. But uh, personality-wise, I don't see him a uh, permanent replacement. Uh, I think that that could be someone uh, more experienced, more charismatic, with a with a little bit more of a leadership skills. You know. Yeah. And if the we captain, were to, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, the the profile of the captain as well. Well, the captain, you know, uh, 
the name speaks of himself, Marek Hamšić. Uh, he's a Napoli legend. Um, I don't think that Slovakia in the history had a better player than him. And most of the people in Slovakia, they don't realize it. Yeah, They will probably appreciate it when he finished, you know. So for me, Hamšić, uh, in his prime, he was one of the best central midfielders in Europe. Fantastic leadership skills, you know, even though his presence in the dressing room is not that loud as maybe Kutska or Krtjan. Mm. They are the, the born leaders, but his influence by his performances and his, you know, his skills, it just gave you the automatic leadership because they, they will follow you because he is the one. He's the captain. He's the one with the skills. And uh, even in a the, in the private life, he's very highly rated professional. So, mm. I, as I said, I, I haven't seen any better football player in Slovakia in the history myself, you know, which yeah. would be a controversial opinion, but for me, it's like that. But as well, players like that for the Slovakian national team, they're able to get a result for you just in things are going tough. You know, a little free kick or a little little thing outside the box, they can pick up a goal from anywhere. And and Slovakia is blessed to have such a talented player like Hamšík. He's he's incredible, yeah. actually. And his career, like you said, speaks for himself. Yeah, remember he was the the best historical top goal scorer for Napoli as a central midfielder, even better than Maradona. Yeah. Obviously, he was then replaced by Dries Martins, but that's the different story. But uh, you, you know, he's really, really, absolutely on a on a on a divine level of popularity in Napoli. You cannot even go to to the city center without noticing Hamšík's shirts and and the insignias everywhere. And then, and I remember the the story. I, I I went to Napoli. We went for a for an old school classic Napolitana pizza. And yeah. I mentioned that I know Hamšik. Actually, I used to used to be in the same dormitory with him in my in my in my uh, previous uh, junior years. Mm. And I just mentioned the Hamšik name that we are from Slovakia. And straight away, I I just they jumped all the all the queue and they put us into the best table just because of Hamšik. You know that that's the that's his. That's his level of, of divinity there. So. Yeah, and it's a special city uh, for the football club as well, Napoli as well, the fans. But Philip, yeah, Philip, if we were to look now at the Slovakian team as a whole, what would you say is, is the strengths of the Slovakian team? Well, uh, definitely, I think that uh, the goalkeeping setup is the... The one which is the best in the group, I would say. Even, even, even that I know that they are Spanish and and Polish keepers, you know. <laughs> but Dubravka, Dubravka and Rodak, they are both in Premier League, uh, and, and it's nothing personal. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm trying to be objective in here. Dubravka is one of the best keepers in in the Premier League for me. Uh, defensive setup, listen, they have Skriniar who recently won Scudetto. So they will be pretty compact in defense. They have Pekarik, which is absolutely the, the hardest worker that I ever met in my life. Similar goes for Hubochan also. Uh, so they will be pretty compact defensively. Uh, we'll see if Bozenik will have his you know good days, he could be pretty dangerous also. 
And then a lot of depends on Coach Kai Hanchi. If they will be fit, uh, eager, the, the central, the, the, the backbone of the team with Dubravka, Škriniar, Kutka, Hamšik and Boženik, they could be dangerous, you know. And if yeah. the wingers will have the proper shape, then you got the team, you know. Yeah. Slovakia, Slovakia spent, uh, from a scouting perspective, you know, Slovakia had a couple of years of its history, but almost a decade ago already, uh, when when some of these guys were 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 ten years younger, uh, like Weiss or Mark, when they had some of the best wingers in Europe, uh, what happened? Yeah, it's now it's it, now it's not the form isn't there. I mean, it's we we can't be we can't be certain of them. It's probably been one of the the issues is the is the wing play, uh, yeah. consistency and quality. Yeah. Would you identify that? Yeah. And what other what other issues would you see uh, that Slovakia needs to work on? Yeah, the, the, definitely the. The the point is that the wingers, as you mentioned, Weiss, Mark, Stoch, even uh, they were underperforming, and uh, you know I'll be I'll be cautious to call it like that, but it's given their lifestyle, especially Weiss and Stoch. They they're pretty extravagant, you know. They uh, uh, Weiss has gone to Qatar. Uh, that speaks for itself also. Uh, Mack wasn't playing for Ferenc Varos recently, which also it's something which will happen if the if the player is uh, in the right shape, I would say. Yeah. Uh, with Stoch, Stoch has definitely gone from the way. Uh, he has, uh, this, this is the similar case with Weiss. They're yeah. pretty similar uh in that you know they are pretty similar year they one of them was born 89 um, both of them probably uh they had same generation they they grew up together uh they have same story behind uh they have failed their potential i would say because given vice career given stoch career stoch was a product of chelsea academy vice was a product of man city academy mm. They had the potential to to shine in the top five European leagues, but something has gone wrong. You know, it's the same with Mark. Mark was actually arguing with the with the head coach in in Nuremberg, uh, but he had a successful spell in in Zenit Petrograd. Zenit Petrograd. He's very good player, but he needs to focus more on football, and it, it's applicable for both of them, Weiss and Stoch. So, yeah. you know, if if we are able to fix the wing play, we're gonna be one of the very dangerous team so, yeah you know the talent the talent was always there uh, just a, a quick note 19 days between Weiss and Stoch they were born 19 days mm-hmm. apart in 1989 you're right uh, but what about the young I mean Haraslin has been good in Poland uh, rather good yeah uh, Benesz Augsburg these are talented players can they can they step up will they be given the chance to step up uh, yeah I mean given the Given the setup now, uh, I see Haraslin as a starting winger. Uh, I'm not sure about Benesh. Mm, Benesh is a fantastic talent. I, I had the chance to see him live in Zilina because he went through Zilina system for a while. Uh, he reminds me of Rosicki, you know, in yeah. some way, Benesh. Yeah. Because of his style of the play, uh, the hidden passes and uh, and he rather chooses the, the the tougher option to pass than the easier option. Not every coach likes this, you know. But uh, uh, and he is also prone to injuries, 
same as Rosicki was. Yeah. So he's really similar for me in, in, in that case. Uh, I would give him a, a chance beside uh, Kutska and Hamšík maybe in the in the midfield trio. As a ten, obviously. Uh, as a ten, and 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 uh, then Hamšík will be probably lower as a, as a deep lying playmaker, and, and Kutska as a defensive one. So this is the setup I would personally choose. I highly doubt that this would be the case in Euros with Tarkovic because he will be rather more cautious than that. He will and probably three. play. It's he will probably play Silina. two six. It's his guy from Silina. Yeah, but I mean, they had some some fallouts a uh, few weeks ago when they were f- they were flying to Israel, and the Bundesliga players were not allowed to to play other games. They they were not allowed to play games in certain countries, Slovakia, for example. So uh, Benes, uh, he didn't get any single minute on a, on that that game against Israel. Yeah. So then he returned to Augsburg uh, together with Pekarik and uh, the other one from Bundesliga was Duda. And uh, then the Bundesliga lifts that ban. But Benesh said he's not coming back. So obviously he's been pretty offend, offended that he didn't got a single minute in a single game he could play given the circumstances. So... But they said they 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 already explained and they are now okay. But I see that as a as a problem between them, you know. So there was a communication problem, and you can see there is Bero in midfield, there is Slobodka in midfield, there is a, there would be a Gregus Hroshovsky. Uh, number six, number eight, number ten. We got plenty, you know. Like yeah. and and we didn't even talk about Buda. So we've spoken a little bit about a few few fitness issues already with some of the players in the team but I wanted to ask what's the the morale or the the pressure as well from the fans the Slovakian fans what's it like in the country now and what's the thoughts uh, around the the Slovakian national team well uh, I don't think that the expectations are too high but there was a weird situation with that call up for the national training camp you know most of the people we didn't understand the collapse uh, there was a huge number and huge amount of questions about collapse like Girka Holubek uh, uh, there was a huge discussion about Valiant not being called up about Hansko not being called up Gregus Rusnak Schranz for example who was one of the best performers of Czech League no, no one really gets that you know yeah. Then after they came with the information that they will the, the final call up will be made on second of June, but I, most of the people and me personally I, I don't understand as well uh, why would the national team coach made the training camp before Euros and then shake all the team with a with a final call up on the second of June after the training camp? I I don't yeah. really understand and no one really understands that. So the expectations are not really high. But there is a weird atmosphere about the collapse. And, and basically, I have troubles identifying with some of the collapse really as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I, as a neutral, I have to I have to just say for the audience, I mean, it's crazy. You're, you're one of you're not one of the biggest countries in Europe. <laughs> and then you have you have left out some of the most regular players in the national team. I mean, it's it just, you know, John Berhanchko, Mazan, Valiant, Stoch, Gregus, Rusnak. Uh, Schranz, 
you know, not to mention the goalkeeping staff you explain as being a strong one. But I'm not going to mention your brother there. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't touch this. You know. I won't touch this. But but you you have you have players that you don't have cover for, like Hanchko, who is a unique player because he can play central defense and yeah. left. Uh, yeah. I could probably double in defensive midfield if needed. Uh, yeah. Where where he was tried in it in Italy for a while, and uh, and uh, uh, you have Marjan, who has a history from uh, a good history from. Uh, from Spain as well, but, uh, you know, high-level players with a good background that have been left out. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I would actually, uh, brief history about Mazan and Jember, they've been horribly underperforming in the national team. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is that, uh, for me, if if we run through the defense and you've got Hansko, you've got Hubochan, you've got Vavro, you've got Valiant, Shapka, Trinier, Pekarik, which would be the, the setup for me. It gives you a fantastic options to play three-man backline with the two wing backs, especially given the fact that your wing play is weak and you've got pretty cool setup in the midfield. No one really considered that, and I don't understand. Yeah. And you have Skrinia as one of Europe's uh, top defenders right now, considered one of yeah. Europe's top defenders, yeah. even, even yeah. though he had a little bit of trouble uh, with the Inter pressure this season. Uh, and then you have, uh, because he wanted away and and, and uh, Marotta and Conte were not in agreement, uh, most mm-hmm. likely. But uh, And then you have Shatka, Lubomir Shatka from Lech Poznan, who's considered a huge prospect. So you have a really yeah. strong central defensive axis. Uh, you have Vavro, who was on loan at Wesca in, in Spain, uh, uh, on loan or full transfer on loan, I believe. Yeah, on loan from Lazio. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, so that's such a, such a good talent there in the in the defensive sector. Yeah, Valiant. You know, Valiant when Mallorca was playing in the in Primera División, he didn't miss a single minute, and it's it's continuing to be like that in the Segunda División, and they don't even consider him. And I don't understand. You know, as I said, I'm not going to to repeat myself, but given the fact that you lack quality on a wing play and you have wing back like, for example, Hansko and Pekari, you got three central backs regularly playing, Skriniar, top class, world class defender, Chatka, top back and Valiant, a hard worker, never missed a single minute in the last two seasons. Then you got strong core in the midfield. You got Kutska, you got Lobotka, you got Hamšík, you got Duda, you got Bero, you got Romada, you got Hroshovsky, you have number, thousands of you the idea of playing 3-5-2 or 5-3-2 yeah. in defensive play. And no one really considered that and I don't understand why. I, yeah. I've never understood it, you know. And and a lot of teams like England play three, the three-man backline without having the speed or pace in their defenders to do it. And then you have a speedy yeah. defense in Slovakia and you force them to sit. <laughs> it's it's, yeah. a, it's, yeah. a, it's yeah. a little bit of a definition of what's happening in, yeah. in, in, in football right now. Strange choices, yeah. But yeah, that, Philip as well, um, coming on as our Slovak national team expert on this interview series... I know the full team hasn't been actually selected yet, but in your own opinion, what can this group do in this in this Euros competition? Uh, do you think they could get out of the group? What's what what what's your own personal opinion about what they can do? Well, uh, if the selection would be right, 
then I think, except for Spain, you know, Spain for me, they are they are in, you know, they they they're just going to be first in the group. Obviously, the surprises happen, but I think the 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 top favorites and then they they will summon their place. Then you got Sweden, Poland, and and Slovakia. I guess on a pretty same level. Okay, now the difference is Polish. They have Lewandowski. Swedes they lost Ibrahimovic, but Slovaks no one really counts with them, which could be their advantage. You know, yep. you got still you got still Kutska, Pekarik, Dubravka, Skriniar, Hamšík very eager to get the success because you know national team field. Hamšík, Kutska, as I mentioned, it's their last dance probably. They will be eager to get success. Yeah. And it's it's uh, it's interesting. Poland who has to shake off the past, ter- shake off or and not give in to their last perfor- shockingly bad performance uh, uh, in the tournament. Uh, Sweden's a stable team, but it's too stable. Maybe some would say. Most of us would say here in Sweden. Boring. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> no, you can say it. You don't can take say it, it personally, Tony. Yes. Yeah? This, this is. No, but I, I'm not taking it personally. I, yeah. I find it. I find it. Uh, you have talent, and then you don't use it. That's Sweden. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, definitely. But uh, listen, we've talked about a lot of the guys. But who? Which player? Which young player that nobody yet knows is in form that you would expect to do well? I would expect this from uh, from Romada, but mm-hmm. uh, hopefully he's going to be called up. Uh, I'm looking at the at the setup. I'm not sure about the the fitness of of uh, of the guys, but Suslov from Groningen, he yeah. is a fantastic talent. I would pick him. Suslov is fantastic winger. If we're going to stick with the foreman backline and wingers, I would actually put Suslov in. Yeah. Interesting. Good choice. Uh, I mean, yes, he's he's been an uh, impact at Groningen. He's a completely unknown player and he's 18. Why not? Yeah. Why not build for the future? Give him experience. Uh, Why not to play talent like this? We are Slovakia. Look at England. They have Bellingham in the team. They have Jordan Sancho. I cannot even compare them to these players, but, you know, Bellingham is 17. Yeah. You yeah. just got to have balls, you know? Yeah. Mm. We don't know if he'll make the cut, but it, it doesn't matter because then you have Mason Greenwood, right? So, yeah, for example. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that's uh, this is a really, I mean, Slovakia somehow manages to be Europe's most enigmatic team. I give them that title. It's incredible uh, the list of players. It's incredible that that nobody has a clue about what the final team will look like. Uh, I, I think uh, the, the more you talk about it, the less it's clear. Uh, no no line is set. Uh, in the formation, the formation is not set, so so uh, so so it's uh, really. Um, uh, I mean, we haven't talked about the formation really, but it's been a Christmas tree. It's been a four-four-two diamond. It's been a four-three-three. It's been a four-two-three-one. It's been a three-man back line. I mean, maybe they should invent a new one for Slovakia. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's quite incredible. <laughs> They're giving nothing away to their opponents. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe finally we realized that it was their intention. You know, it was a tactic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The most undervalued player is my last question. Mm, in that case, I would say Pekarik, because 
I know he is highly rated, uh, but but given his he's consistent, you know, he was mm-hmm. always consistent all the time. As I said, I've never seen him playing a single bad game. And and the other thing is we don't have any replacement for him. So at 34, he uh, he is underrated because he's he's written off. But I would agree with you that never write Pekarik off. When I did, a, I once did a very detailed analysis, a position analysis on him when we were playing Hertha Berlin. And and uh, the thing with Pekarik, if you give him a rest, if you don't let him play for several weeks, he comes on. He's the best player on the pitch. Yeah, it's, uh, that shows the exactly. level of professional he is. Yeah. What are the expectations? Real expectations? Besides, you said the to group, fight, but to fight for the promotion from the group. Because give a good, the, to give a good showing and maybe get into the second yeah. place. The, the the thing is that the capability and the potential is definitely there. Uh, and uh, the group is not that tough, you know. Uh, and I I expect from them to, to fight for a second place. Yeah, and, and I expect people to write off Slovakia. I expect Poland and Sweden to be thinking they're each other's opponents. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Poland because it's the bigger Slavic neighboring Slavic neighboring country, and Sweden because they think they're as good as uh, Holland. Would mm-hmm. <laughs> and Holland think they're as good as Germany? So there you go. <laughs> no, the, the the thing about the Swedish national team, and you you know that I like Swedish football a lot. Uh, there are a lot of emerging talents, uh, but I I was I was wondering why they are not using them more. You know. So it's it's my yeah it's perfect, Mr. Holetz. It was a pleasure to have you. Uh, Thank you. Looking forward to hopefully hosting uh, you and with a, together with a special guest uh, quite soon if we can schedule that time. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Th- thanks for taking the time and and uh, looking forward to keeping contact with you and and uh, keeping you part of the Game Insight family. Yeah, as well thank from you, my side Tony. as well. Uh, from my side as well, Philip. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you know, well done on the year, and you know, I wish you all the very best and everything that's coming up. And congratulations for your brother as well. I uh, had a very good season and won uh, won the competition over there. Uh, and yeah, it was really nice catching up with you again as well, guys. Thank you very much for the invitation. You know, uh, it's always a pleasure with you and. Uh, I appreciate it a lot. You know, the the talks with you guys about the football are just uh, special, you know, and I, I just hopefully that we keep continue with what we're doing. So see you soon, guys. Yeah. Thank you very much.